Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm saying fuck a lot lately, by the way. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. John R. Bray. John R. Bray. And I'm going to pour some coffee as we chat here. It's a a little earlier than we normally record, and we've already had crises. Yeah. Yeah. There's been many crises. (laughs) I, it's just, I think for the last week and a half, Lily has fallen into this pattern where she, it's, it's actually, it's excellent. She will sleep on a chair beside really? me and if and if lexton is working on school like she'll just sleep for hours hours and i had a conference call this morning and she would not stop biting my feet my arms my legs jumping up on me <laughs> jumping onto my computer it was a fucking nightmare and trying to whisper things like don't bite me when you're on a call with other people is really awesome you know that you're doing it wrong right and i'm hoping that you'll tell me the better way to do it you're, you're, you're doing it wrong if you could <laughs> Every dog is different. Oh, yeah. Well, I got her a bell to, to ring to go outside. Mm-hmm. And it I it's adorable. I think she's already fucking with me. I'm reasonably sure she has just realized that that is the way to go outside. <laughs> I, I took her and, and she she rang it. And I took her out and she went to the bathroom. I'm like, this is great. And I came in. And five minutes later, she rang it. And she had peed and pooped. I'm like, there is no way you need to go back outside in any Aww. world. But she dings it with her nose, and it's fucking adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm that dog person now. You are. Your morning hasn't been as oh cute, God. though. No, I mean, Marlo had a bit of uh, an issue, a gut issue, let's just say. But we resolved it. <laughs> I got her to school. I should tell the story really quick before we get into what we really want to get into, but I'm going to write about this on my website. What night was it? Sunday night? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Thursday night? <laughs> okay, that's, that is slightly know. different. It was some night in the last seven nights. It was nights. some night. There was school the next day, so I believe it was last Thursday. Cowboy and I had just gone to the bedroom to, like, talk about some things, as couples are wont to do. Is that a euphemism? And, hmm? Is no, euphemism? like, we were having discussions about a, a lot of major things going on yeah, yeah. in life. No, I get it. Right? And right as he shut the door, we hear a knock downstairs. And he goes downstairs, and there's a girl who is house-sitting next door, and she says that their four-pound chihuahua has gone missing. She's oh, dog sitting. this story. Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And they apparently had it on a leash on the on the porch, and 
the dog's name. I'm going to, I'm just going to call the, so the, so that I don't, you know, you know, invade anyone's privacy. I'm just going to call the dog taco. <laughs> Which is an excellent name for a four pound chihuahua. Literally four pound chihuahua. She uh, got out of her leash and she ran. So this, this girl's boyfriend ran after the dog and that dog ran more than 10 blocks away and he could not catch up with, with her. <laughs> and mind you, it is pouring rain, like just buckets of rain at this point. So Pete comes upstairs and he says, yeah, so um, the dog's gone missing next door. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, where, where are they? So they are abroad. They are like not in the country, the neighbors. And I was like, give me her number. Like if I were away and Coco went missing, I would want somebody to care enough to at least go look for her. So I, I said, I texted her and I said, Hey, um, I am Heather. I live here next door. Would you like to go look for her? Let's get in my car and go. So I woke up Marlo. She had been asleep for an hour and a half at that point. Cause it's almost 10 o'clock at night. And does Marlo know Taco? Uh, she's thing? seen or Marlo's Taco? just a dog person. Marlo is an animal lover. Yeah. Marlo is a okay. dog whisperer. And she has that sweetness about her where I I imagine that if, if Taco were going to come to anybody, it would be Marlo because she's the least intimidating. And I'm so, sure she was thrilled to have been woken up for this <laughs> mission. Honestly, goes, like... <laughs> she sleeps in the nude. Um <laughs> This is not something I taught her. And um, I woke her up and I'm like, Marlo. And she's like, huh, what, huh? And I said, Marlo, I need you to come help me find a dog. And she's like, where are my clothes? <laughs> like just ready to go? That's awesome. Like Wonder Woman. She's like, where are my clothes? Oh, man. So uh, I got her dressed in her pajamas and then put some shoes on. I I even took Coco with us in case Coco could, you know, I don't know. I thought maybe Coco could like go find the dog. Yeah. Can't hurt. So Pete had, at that point, gone down toward where the dog went missing. So Pete is in the rain, in a raincoat, and we catch up with him at, I don't know, like nine blocks down the road. He gets in the car. He's in the back seat with Marlo and Coco. I'm in the front okay. seat with the uh, girl who is house-sitting, and we have the windows rolled down, and it's pouring rain. And... And you're driving around in the dark looking for a four-pound chihuahua. Yes. Right? Awesome. And okay, good setting. The, the dog went missing, actually, right at the point of a cemetery. <laughs> this is Which the best of dog stories. Doesn't, you know, there's no place to hide there. And so, the <laughs> this just shows you just like, so Pete is screaming out the window, Taco! Taco! And the house sitter is going, Taco, Taco. <laughs> and, and Marlo is screaming, Taco, <laughs> where are you, Taco? Like she's sobbing? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> like, so I have these, this chorus of, Taco, Taco. And then Marlo crying the name because she's <laughs> just so sad about the whole situation. And we drove around for an hour and a half. Yeah. Couldn't find the dog. It's a four-pound chihuahua. Um, and we went home. And I looked at her and I said, she's chipped. 
she will be found and she'll be returned. You need to get some sleep. This is the woman who's next door. And I hugged her and she started just crying. And I said, I I promise you it's going to be okay. And she goes, can you please hug me again? (laughs) (laughs) So I hugged her again and, you know, shut the door. Marlo had gone back to bed and it's got to be like 12, 30 a.m. at almost one o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden we heard her scream because Taco was perched in a very, very remote corner of the porch, shivering and completely traumatized. And so Taco came back. Taco came back. It's Rain came back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's, a, that's an old reference. Wow. And so Marlo heard her scream. Marlo jumps out of her loft bed, runs downstairs in her pajamas, pouring rain still. She has no shoes on. And we go over and we like cuddle. We try to be as gentle as possible with her because she is literally shaking. Oh yeah. So she's like scared and she's wet and she's cold. And so we... And, you know, we surrounded her with blankets and I was like, Marlo, why don't you talk to her in your voice? And Marlo actually calmed her down. So that was my Thursday night adventure with a dog. That is, that now is love. not yours. Yeah. Well, I'm now attached to that dog forever because I've gone over to see her every day to make sure she's okay. And she uh, finally, so the neighbors are still gone. Oh yeah. For another week and a half. Oh, wow. Taco's normally very standoffish, but she's slowly coming, you know, like, to get to know me, and she comes and she, like, wags her tail. So, stupid fucking dogs, man. Oh, it's a bond. It's a bond. Fuck. Yeah. We are completely off the topic that we wanted to talk about. Which we should pause for a minute because we actually have a topic. We actually have a topic. Which is which is a lot, honestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is, like we said a few weeks ago, you know, we're overhauling MRS. So this is just a glimmer. A glimmer. Of what it's like to have topics again. We'll get to the topic. And I'm just, I'll just really, really, really quickly tell this part of it. Because if we're dog related, right? And you're now a dog person whose oh, yeah. dog rings a bell with its nose. So cute. <laughs> And I can't, I can't help it. It's just adorable. I'm going to give you endless shit about that. <laughs> you, I, I fully expect it. Fully uh, expect it. I had a really difficult Sunday night uh, just looking at my schedule and looking at what has to happen. And I needed to go be alone for a little bit. I needed to be alone. Like, I needed to go, like, breathe and calm down and, like... Assess. <laughs> so I left at like 9.30 and I just drove up the street overlooking the city and just sat there for about an hour just thinking about things. And then I, and then I went home. And yesterday I was watering some plants around the house and I go into the living room and Coco is sitting 10 feet from the door upright staring at it. Not moving. Just a closed door? A closed door. Okay. She is just sitting there, 10 feet from it, staring at it. And I tried to call her away from it, and she turned her head, and then she turned her head back. 
I took a, pe- a picture of it. I was like, dude, she's freaking me out. And he goes, last night when you left, Coco would not go into her kennel. She would walk out and go right into your office and stare at the door. And she did that three times. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me love you that much. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's an incredible bond. It's an incredible bond that you sometimes you don't even realize just how much your dogs really, really, really care about you. Because Coco can seem very standoffish because her she has jobs, right? Oh, yeah. But, but she went looking for me. She was waiting for me to come home. Okay, we're done. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to cry. Not going to cry on this episode. That not is yet, the least. goal of this episode, not to cry. However... So, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the topic? I think we should, because we've spent. I mean, in fairness, we've spent a lot. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about this anyway. But especially over the last couple of weeks, we have texted a lot about music. Music. And this isn't the first time we've talked about music on this on this no. podcast. But and we promise it's not going to be. We promise that this is not like a um, a music like nerd music podcast situation. There's a lot to say about what we're doing in terms of listening to what we're listening to, I think. Yeah, definitely not the, not, I mean, we could probably get nerdy about it, but I think it's more about what music does or what music means to people. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of the only thing. It's like the only, it's the only thing bonding you to the day to day. The only <laughs> thing keeping you grounded, especially when you listen to the same four albums on repeat for like <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I told John <laughs> yesterday that I texted him and said, you know, I'd like to talk about music because I I normally listen to the Discover Weekly playlist and the Release Radar playlist from Spotify. And I actually talk about this um, on my book tour, that Spotify has this crazy good algorithm that looks at what you're listening to and then goes out and finds other people who are listening to that and looks at what they're listening to and then serves you these playlists of songs that you might be interested in you want to know how to fuck that up though oh yeah i know how to fuck that up yeah Yeah. because lexton listens to edm music inspired by retro video games (laughs) so my discover weekly is just a cluster that i will not let marlo marlo will be in the car and she'll go play this song play this song i'm like oh no Uh uh-uh i am not messing with my algorithm no I, no. I feel like adding, because I think you can pay like a little more to have, like add a separate account to your family plan. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I need to do that because it's, I, I can't listen to like no, house remixes of Zelda themes. Um, Pete has one and he, like both Lita and Marlo have their own accounts now. Yeah. I think oh, I need yeah. to do that. So I don't have because to Because the algorithm to your... was very good. The what? My algorithm was phenomenal. It was, it gradually right? just turned into shit i mean was it earlier that no it was last week when i it was last friday i finally opened my discover weekly which comes out on monday i was adding every single song to a playlist i was like keeping this one keeping this one keeping this one it's just so good yeah and i know spotify is evil and i know i know but i 
I attend my fair amount of shows and I buy merchandise and I try to promote bands as much as I possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> and I told John yesterday that, so I normally listen to those two playlists, except that because of the book tour, I've only listened to four albums, actual albums in the last month and a half. And not and a one of those albums. Not not a single Radiohead. one of those. <laughs> not a single one of those albums is Radiohead. So um, what what are the four albums you've been listening to? The there's three from the National. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. And um, so I'm talking a lot, and I apologize, but there's there's a lot. I think I've talked about how weird things are around my like these coincidences keep happening with my book tour. Like a week before I left for the book tour, I opened Spotify and right there was an album recommended for me. Uh, Tiger Lily by Natalie Merchant. Okay. Have we talked about this? No, we have not. Okay. I don't know that album, so I'm intrigued. Uh, That was her first solo album and I listened to it on repeat in college, like my junior and senior year. Like, just on repeat. Just all of it. It was so good. And there's one song on that album called River. And I would play that song over and over and over and over and over again. And I didn't know then why I was so drawn to it. But um, it's about River Phoenix. And she knew him tangentially. And uh, cared for him deeply. And when he died, uh, when he overdosed and right off Sunset Boulevard, she wrote a song about it, about the grief of him being gone. As the song, it's, it, it does what I, what I love songs do, it ramps, and she starts to, you can feel her voice start to like, she starts to wail, basically, toward the, toward the end of the song, as she's talking about, he's gone. It's nothing but a tragedy, she starts to basically wail in her grieving that this person is no longer around. And I read, um, at every reading, actually, I read a few of the lyrics to the song just to express that when you are really, 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 really depressed, your mind starts to tell you that the world would be better without you. And that if if you were gone, then, you know, the burden of you would be gone from everybody's lives. Right. This idea that you're doing, you'd be doing people a favor by not being there. Right. And that's the, that's the lie of a suicidal ideation. Whereas, and so now I'm over here having gone through that treatment and I can see that, you know, it would, you would tear a hole in people's lives if you left they would never get over it. And it's just so weird that Spotify served up that specific album to me. And I was like, that's why I was drawn to it in 1995. It's because I could talk about it in 2019. So that's one of the albums that I have been listening to again and again and again. Okay. So one of Natalie Merchant and what are the three, the national albums? Well, one of my, so this is probably my second favorite album of all time, uh, High Violet by The National. That's an excellent album. Every single song on that album is just a fucking gem. Oh, yeah. Um, And then 
What's the woman with the dark, the dark house? The the second most recent Sleepwell Beast. Sleepwell Beast, yes, and then the most recent one. Yes. I am easy to find. That's yeah, yeah. High Violet is good. Um, I I actually I don't remember when it was, but I went back. I think it was after Sleepwell Beast came out last year and started listening to Cherry Tree. And I don't think it's their yeah. first. I want to say it's like their second from back in 2004. And their music just, I mean, it's not even fair to say it holds up. It just, it continues to resonate over and yeah. over and over. He's <laughs> the lead singer uh, said in a recent interview with Pitchfork that he's like, I don't know what we're doing. Maybe we're making lemonade for depressed white men. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know you texted me that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is accurate. That is an accurate description. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, there's some, I mean, probably because I'm going through this whole book situation, like the national makes me feel <laughs> The National makes me, like, really, really feel things very deeply. It's probably not good for me to be listening to them nonstop. Well, I I mean, I think... I mean, I think Pete would probably nod vigorously with that, but... Pete, um, there was a song released yesterday by Bonnie Vare, and I couldn't stop listening to it. And I was like, I apologize, I have to listen to it again. And he goes, well, at least it's a break from the National. (laughs) I think you have to be in a really unique headspace to listen to any album by any band over and over and over again. And oftentimes, like if you're in that place, no one else is in that same place. Right. So I can I can totally see. I mean, there have been times where Lexton has been like, can we stop listening to this music? I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> Which I, I understand. Like I totally respect that request. I don't always listen to it. But I think it, what's interesting about the national is it definitely makes you feel, but I think it makes you feel differently every time you approach it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's almost like it is what you need it to be in that moment. Even if your need today is vastly different from tomorrow. Well, like, um, high violet is my divorce music. I, that, I that's a title that I have for, uh, the soundtrack to, getting divorced when my parents got divorced my dad listened to air supply over and over and over and over again so i cannot hear air supply without crawling into a fetal position and going under a table or a bed high violet was my divorce music part of my divorce music but there's so much triumph in his voice and in the way the songs are crafted that i just I could listen to that album and not listen to anything else ever again. I, I'm going to say that. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, it was a phenomenal, which is saying a lot too, because I think Boxer was an incredible album. And to follow up mm-hmm. with High Violet and have it be so stellar is pretty impressive. Yes. And the other interesting thing about them, and you and I have talked about this, so he casually mentioned in a movie that was made about them. And then he casually mentioned um, in a Q and a with him and another guy in the band that his wife helps him with the lyrics. Quote unquote helps. Um, 
quote unquote helps. Um, and I believe if you, he kind of very, he kind of mumbled in the movie, like she writes the lyrics <sighs> and he sings them because this is <laughs> okay. So somebody at the Q and a stood up and asked the lead singer of the national. So how do you deal with sorrow? <laughs> yes. Like the entire library of the national is dealing with sorrow. The entire library, right? I mean, every like every single song in some capacity has yeah. sorrow in its veins. Yeah, exactly. And the lead singer goes, "Hmm, uh, huh? That's a good question, huh?" Um, he like stuttered for like a few minutes and he didn't even give a good answer and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute you have like all these albums full of sorrow and you can't talk about how you deal with it and and so I'm like my theory is that his wife writes the lyrics what she does is she looks into his soul and into what he is going through and she can put that into poetry and he can sing it that's my theory I may be wrong, but I may be right. No, I mean, yeah. And I, this is this is kind of what we've been texting about. So I guess this is definitely kind of on the geekier side of, of music, but it's it would be an interesting dynamic if that were the case. Because I think, I mean, what, what drew me to the National to begin with, way back whenever I found them, was the writing. Like that's usually yeah. what draws me to any music that I listen to is is the writing. I'm less interested in the music itself. Um, and I love the writing, but it's also the way that the way that he sings it, and I guess sort of like the pacing or the cadence of it is yes. very uniquely them. So I think if that were the case, if maybe she was the primary writer and he's kind of the secondary writer, it's like, it's exactly like how you're describing. Like she is writing what he's not really able to communicate, and then when he sees he's it not really, presented, yeah. he is able to really drive that home. Because it's it like it. She has communicated what he's going through, and he can finally say the words through his music, his their their music. Um, I really hated his voice when they when the boxer came out. I was like, I can't listen to them. I th that's the breaking point I think for a lot of people with the national is not that it's music filled with sorrow it's his voice it's either a love hate yeah. like there's no in between but then but then High Violet came out and it's a terrible love and I'm walking with spiders it's a terrible love and I'm walking in it takes an ocean not to break yep <laughs> yeah yeah the, the lyrics are just crazy good as an English major. Like I'm completely obsessed with the lyrics for that album. But, but I feel like even, even the newest album, the lyrics are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The stories that are told and the way that it follows up from sleep well beast, which felt like a very different album for them. Yes. Is, is it's beautiful. Well, they uh, and you watched the um, movie that was made, right? Or the film? I did, yes. The short film. There's a beautiful, and we'll link to this. There's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful short film made about this album. 
starring a uh, what is her name the woman from um T- tomb raider alicia um, oh i don't i can i'll look it up though and it, she's 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 amazing in this and it's a phenomenal film like if you, like i recommend it for everyone like i just sobbed and lita sobbed through the whole thing and yeah so there's been not <laughs> am i wallowing i may be wallowing <laughs> in my music it's i, I you know I have a few friends who listen to the national or music that's kind of in a similar space and, and all of them, I mean, you're one of them, obviously you're, you're very into similar music to me, but like those people get it without question, but everyone else who listens to, I don't know, happier music can't wrap their head around it. Like, why would you want to listen to music that is about sadness and it's really hard to explain because I think on the surface, it I understand where they're coming from. Because for someone to say, well, I'm, I'm feeling really sad. I'm going to listen to really depressing music. It doesn't make sense. But any time that I've been in a really negative headspace and I've thought, well, I'm going to put on some positive music and, you know, snap out of this, it doesn't work. Like, I can't connect with the music at all. I feel like it makes me angry to right? be in that headspace and try to listen to something positive. But listening to something that I can really connect to that's on an equal plane, I, I think it just helps you process through whatever it is that's going on so that you can move past it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. You know, I'm flying between cities from New York to Toronto to Salt Lake to Denver to Portland. And usually I would listen to a playlist and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it with, with all this going on. Like I needed, I needed those words from the national in my, like, and there's the words from Natalie, you know, I even here, like I've had this week off, like I'll, I'll drop the kids off doing something and (laughs) I'll turn on high violet and I'll roll the windows down and I'll open the sunroof and I will belt out the fucking lyrics, like just screaming them. <laughs> and you're like, you're doing it joyously it was, though, which is yes, weird. Exactly. Right. It's as like, I'm like, I'm fucking happy to like scream them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, it's almost like you're happy to be seen through a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is such a weird thing to talk. It's so intangible to talk about it. And I feel like I just kind of ramble because it's hard to really pinpoint, but that's almost what it is. Like this song really gets me and that's, that helps elevate me. Okay. I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, yes, I feel very, very seen in the, in the lyrics. I feel like they have translated a lot of the, um, and I, I said this to you, Radiohead is, political and talks basically about you know how technology and politics and all that has really fucked with society i'm saying fuck a lot lately by the way ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So Radiohead talks about how technology has fucked up society and politics and et cetera, et cetera. And the national is, is basically communicating the malaise of of realizing our mortality the malaise of realizing that mortality is is near as you get older and that really like it fucks with your relationships it fucks with your ability to work um and they communicate that confrontation with oh my god mortality yeah. In in such a in such a beautiful way though. Yeah. <laughs> like it is it is a malaise, but the the way that they the way that they convey that and I think that's part of it for me with their music is it's just so beautifully done that I feel like the lyrics are really speaking to I, I almost feel like the lyrics are speaking to how the brain processes that realization. Yeah. But the beauty of the beauty of the whole entire package of every track is sort of, and this is going to sound really weird, but it's sort of like the heart's way of recognizing that it's, that it is what it is. Like it's okay. There's beauty to it, but the logical part of your brain is terrified. <laughs> yeah. And there's that duality going on in, in the songs. Yes. Um, that's, be- that's beautiful. I am going to get a tattoo. Oh, you're, oh, you're making it official. I am making it official. Um, I've already like sent in a, an inquiry to somebody here. I don't know if it'll happen this week or not, but the lyric, it takes an ocean not to break, for me is one of the most beautiful lines ever written, and it contains so much within it. And I have the font that I want to use, and I want to put it at the base of my neck. Yeah, I know people are going to have a whole bunch of opinions about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it should be a side boob tattoo. Honestly, <laughs> I think that would be better. But, you know, everyone has their thing. You're doing it wrong wherever you put it, so I don't know. Yeah. And this will be your first tattoo. It'll be my first tattoo. Yeah. Um but having been through the last month and a half with all of this and hearing stories and reading stories and absorbing all of it, I just, I, I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you're going to try to do it before you come. I'm going to try if I can. 
Uh, and, and also, I mean, we need to tell Ryan to like announce this himself or something before the whole episode begins. We, um, there's a reading on the 13th of June at Barbara's Books downtown Chicago. I'm doing a, a reading and a signing and it starts at six. And then we want to do a podcast meetup and do some recording for, for everybody who shows up. And we would either stay at the, the bookstore or go to a, a restaurant or bar nearby, right? Yes. We, I, I, you're going to have to help me with that. Or if anybody has any suggestions as to where we should go from Barbara's books, we'll take those suggestions from you. Yes. If you want to meet up with us. And we do have uh, a handful of suggestions. And I definitely want to give a shout out to Felicia because she's in the Chicago area and has been tremendously helpful and, and offered to help set this up. So we don't... As of right now, which is now, what, 10 days, 9 days in advance, we don't quite have it figured out, but we will. We we will. It takes a lot to organize these things. I mean, I've had to organize, so I'm speaking at two different conferences, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and I've had to organize all that myself and then try to organize this reading in Chicago. Yeah, so I'll be in Chicago for four days. And not running a marathon. Not I'm just going to keep saying that because that was the last time we saw each other and you were in Chicago and that was a, that was a different time for so many reasons. You were also just not in a good headspace at all then. No, I was not in a good headspace. I was, I was a, that was near the peak of when things went really, really, really wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you're coming back to talk about your book and the treatment that pulled you out of the darkness you were in when you were here for the marathon. Yeah. It's kind of full circle. Yeah. But yeah, so anyone anyone who wants to come to an unknown location should definitely show up. <laughs> I mean, the other hard thing is without really knowing if it will be five people or 55 people, it's hard to find a spot that makes sense. If we have like a, f- a few options, maybe, I think that will work best. And I think I think we do. I think we have, I think we have three three to five different places that we could potentially go. That will okay. work. So I think it should we be. We will announce all of that. Yes. And I will, I, will, I will broadcast that like once we figure all that out. And maybe we should try to figure that out before Thursday morning when I have four <laughs> teeth ripped out of my skull. <laughs> oh, God, that's happening. Yeah, this that's will right. go live as I'm like laying with my jaw jacked open and having things sought out. God. You're getting your wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Before my fucking booked book signing, dude. I know. I'm. I'm hoping. I'm. I. It's all. It's all gonna be just fine. I stopped in. At this. This has nothing to do with music. Although I was listening to the national as I went. But I stopped in to bring them the referral letter and to just like quadruple check. What does this look like with my insurance? Because I need to understand if you're going to take my teeth and then charge me five grand. <laughs> And I went in and the, the woman is super nice and looked at everything and although I still do not believe it, said that my insurance is going to cover it. Like I should I should be good. But this woman was so positive. She's like, Well, you know, we'll see you on Thursday. It's gonna be great. See you here in Aww. the morning. And I'm like, You're you realize I don't wanna be here. Like, <laughs> at all i appreciate the positivity but it's a little much 
because this is not <laughs> high on my list. So fingers crossed. Are you going to take my teeth and charge me five grand? <laughs> That's my... Because when I first called and I said, let's just assume I don't have insurance because I don't know what it looks like. What does it cost? And she's like four to $5,000 based on what you're telling me about your teeth. I'm like, okay, well, that's, oh. I would rather them just rot my jaw out. So theoretically though, it should be good. Everything should be, should be covered. I have transportation. I don't know. It's. I'm starting to panic for you. I'm starting to panic. So you're basically going to be down for like two or three days, right? Well, here's the thing. I don't fucking know. Because every story, I have heard everything from, oh my God, I was miserable for a week, to I was up making dinner 24 hours later. So I, uh-huh. I really don't know. They have this, I, I wish I had, oh, I do have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug a I'm going to plug some medication that I've never taken, but they have this stuff called Xperel. Don't really fully understand it, but apparently they take out, like they give you the Novocaine, you're under, they take out all your wisdom teeth, stitch you back up. And then they give you this, these injections, like a few of them throughout so that when you, you come out and then hours later, the Novocaine wears off, this kicks in and works for one to three days to help curb the pain so you don't have to take some people don't have to take any painkillers at all it might reduce the number that you have to take it sounds really good and that makes me think it's probably not but the <laughs> both of the ladies at the front desk encouraged it the oral surgeon was like if they had this when i got mine out i would have done it no questions asked so i don't i don't, it's not I don't an, know it's not an opioid is it no it's very specifically not that's good. It's, it's, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, but I think that's their big thing is that it's, it's not an opioid. Like that's why you want it. Uh, yes. It's a non-narcotic good. medication gives long lasting pain control, meaning you may need fewer pain medications. Huh. Maybe do. you should get some edibles. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> I really probably should. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to try that theory that positive thinking works. Positive thinking, positive energy. Positive energy. Attract the positive energy. That's what I need. I need I the positive energy. I swear to God. Energy. I swear to God. The energy that you put out attracts the energy that comes to you. I swear to God. Yeah, I, swear I mean, to God. I think there are exceptions to that, but I do think <laughs> largely speaking, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's always chaos in our lives, and, you know, Marlo has a gut issue two minutes before she's supposed to be at school, and, um, but, like, this last month and a half, like, I, you know, have been going through this book and, like, hearing all these stories, and I'm putting an energy out that is attracting people into my life who have stories to tell me about all of this, right? Right it keeps happening over and over and over again. And <laughs> I tell you, uh, my friend Mike, cause I told him I gave away, um, I was going to, where were we going? LA going to LA. I'm sitting next to, I got upgraded and Pete was like, take the upgrade, take it. So I'm sitting in first class because I have a, you know, I had a seat and I hear the guy next to me uh, on his phone right before they close the doors. And he was like, okay, and then we're going to host that suicide prevention uh, conference, right? Okay, all right, bye. 
and he hangs up the phone and I'm like, hmm. There's a reason I so, was upgraded. What? There's a reason you were upgraded. I mean, there's, it's not, it's not just coincidence that you happen to sit next to someone who's hosting a suicide prevention conference. <laughs> Come on. So I, I looked at him and I said, can I show you something? And I handed him my book and he turned the book over and he read the back and he saw me with my kids on the back and he started crying and he looked at me and he said, my son tried to commit suicide four months ago. And, and he talked to me quite a bit about, you know, all of that. And I'm crying at that point. Um, and I gave him my book and he was just like, I, I can't tell you how I, much I appreciate you know, you doing this for me. And I told my friend Mike about it and he's like, stop talking to people on planes, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. You've had some great plane conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Stop talking to people on planes, Heather. Um, um, I, but I think that if you go in with, you know what, I'm getting my teeth out and we're going to do this. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fine. And I think I it's just going, really need yes. to just need to embrace that. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the things that I've heard from people that have been positive are all like, just they're easy things that I can do. And, you know, I've had several people tell me to get two bags of frozen peas so that when one starts to warm up, I can get the other one out <laughs> and put them on my face. And I, I already have the peas in my freezer I have ingredients for smoothies, so I'm I'm ready to go. You have the peas in your freezer already. I, I I'm a planner. I mean, <laughs> it's how I am. I've had the peas in my freezer for like a week and a half. So, yeah, I'm I'm good. But I ha- I have to be good because you're coming next week, and there's the book event and the podcast meetup, and you're speaking. And I, I also have something I'm supposed to go to on Saturday, two days after. So we'll see how this all works out. Yes, we, uh, you know, we talked about this. I won't, I'm wondering if you're going to be swollen still. <laughs> I, you know, God. yeah, I hope that's not how people get to meet me. But if it is, then so be it. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Listen, listen. I mean, the crying that I have done, like I show up and I am, my eyes are literally swollen shut from all the crying. Like it's stupid. It's dumb. Like I'm, my eyes are like just puffy, 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 swollen. (laughs) So your eyes will be swollen shut. My mouth will be twice the size. It'll be, it's going to be a good meetup. It is. It's going to be fun. I I had a, uh, a meetup in LA week and a half, a week. Wow, I don't know what day it is. Um, Sometime in the past, it was it was it was it was amazing because it was really really intimate. Um, there were about twenty people there, which is amazing for me because like getting anywhere in LA is hours of driving. Um, and we met downtown and it was really really intimate. And we all you know, it was uh, just fabulous. It was so good. Um, and a shout out to all of you guys who came. And now we get to do it in the Midwest and everyone knows Midwest mm-hmm. is best. So <laughs> it's going to be even more I can't more wait fabulous. for the accents. We don't, I can't we wait don't for have, the accents. Well, Chicago people do. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Bacardi. Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
my, my one of my really good friends who moved back to the Minneapolis, but she lived here for seven years. I would make fun of her every day. Bacardi, Bacardi, <laughs> concrete. <laughs> yeah, you just don't ever realize it when you're in it. Like it just becomes so normal. No, and people will stop me and go, wait a minute, why do you have an accent? And I'm like, oh, did it come out? Sorry. Ugh. Yeah, I have one. You definitely do. I do. When I when I get tired and when I am a little tipsy, I turn super, 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 super Southern. <laughs> but there's those certain words, though, I think, that just pop up, too. So we'll see. You you want to go get, like, you want to go pre-game some cocktails before my reading. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's totally the goal. So you and I are going to go pre-game some cocktails, then you're going to read, and then we're going to have then we're going to have the meetup. Mm -hmm. And we're going to play the national the whole time. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be really upbeat. By the time we leave, we're all going to be crying. I could see that being a very fitting meetup for, for MRS though. Right. That would work. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, right? There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, we've talked about your dog ringing a bell with her nose. And I've talked about trying to find taco in the rain with, with three people screaming taco out of the car. <laughs> uh, we've talked about music. We've talked about suicide. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And a meetup. And a meetup. Uh, yeah. And I can't believe I didn't tell the story that's only related via very small tangent. I posted to my stories over the weekend because I went and sat in a lovely park and read a book and brought Lily and it was great. And I posted the story and it was just super adorable. And about five minutes after I posted that story, I looked down at Lily and there is a tick on her head. <gasps> now it's crawling. So it hasn't bitten. So I get the tick off and like flick it off. Like, All right, we're going to leave. Then I realized there is a tick just inside her ear that has bitten. Oh, like, okay. <gasps> what? No. So, so fuck this. So I pack everything up and we go and I get home and I take, cause we were on a blanket and we were like in like a picnic area. This was not in the middle of the woods. This was not tall grass picnic area. Get home. I, I hung the, the blanket on the fence outside because I don't know. I don't know. So I, I bring Lily in and I end up pulling the tick out. Like I called the vet and pulled it out, killed it. But she was she was very good about it and then checked her over like head to tail and she was fine no more and then i find one on the blanket so that's three for those of you counting then uh -huh. she's exhausted from me letting me like check her for ticks so i put her in the kennel and i go out to get a drink and as i'm sitting at the bar i feel something on my arm and a tick oh no crawls out from my watch <gasps> strap <gasps> yep. Oh my God. Why are you telling yeah, yeah. this story? So, oh my God. Then, what? and I, I know the bartender, so he gives me like a bar towel and I get the tick and they throw it away. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom and just. Oh my God. Give everything another once over. So I've already <laughs> done it. And really what I need to do is strip down in a public restroom. Oh my God. So that's four oh ticks. God. Then I find one on me <gasps> in the bathroom of a bar uh, where was it it was right on my neck right by my beard <laughs> where it was like impossible to get 
but I got it. Uh, okay. Did it bite you? I don't. In- I I think so, but I don't know. It was not a deer tick. <gasps> so Lyme disease. I'm not. I'm not super worried about that. Uh, and oh my god, I, <laughs> this is a great way to wrap this up. Oh my god, I'm gonna so I, like. <laughs> so I got it though, because the the challenge with ticks is if you when you pull them out, you don't want to leave the head in because infection and everything. I didn't. I got it out. Both Lily and I, so we were good. And this was on Saturday, I think. I spent the next forty-eight hours feeling like my body was crawling with ticks. Oh, so you five ticks? Five ticks in a in a park. Like I would get it, and then that's the bartender. He's like, "Were you in the woods? Like, did you take a hike?" I'm like, "No, I sat in a fucking." public park oh, i feel like i feel like i'm gonna throw up oh my god i'm gonna throw up yeah oh. it was it was oh. awful this is the first time i've had a tick on my body in probably 25 oh. years and i oh still god. remember oh that tick from 25 years ago oh god yeah and your reaction has been everyone's mm-hmm. reaction people are like i can deal with anything i can deal with spiders give me snakes doesn't matter exactly i do not want to touch a tick they're they're gross conceptually they're gross looking you can't step on them like there's no it was terrible no oh, okay yeah oh uh did you take did you have to take her to the vet no i called the vet and they said well they make this like a special little tool to get it out and specifically they make it because dogs have so much fur that it's hard to like tweeze them out but because it was on her ear that really wasn't a concern there's like no fur where it was so she said as long as you can get the the whole thing out then you're fine and i did and then she tried to eat it so that was fun (laughs) that that sound is exactly how i felt for 48 hours and that's why i wrote on twitter that like the worst part of getting a tick is not the tick or the bite or the removal it is having to do a detailed inspection of your body in a well-lit area (laughs) right like i seriously my kids will scream about spiders and i will walk in and i will pick it up right i will pick up a spider i will smash a spider with my hand like i don't care snakes whatever i don't care i just that's because the entire concept of a tick is gross there's just (laughs) no other way to put it it like burrows into your body yeah yeah that's why it sticks its head in and just so that was my weekend so (laughs) i i'm just gonna say this because it's true ticks scare me more than getting my wisdom teeth out so i guess maybe it happened for a reason i agree (laughs) it was it was terrible wow so all that to say if you see someone's instagram story and it looks so beautiful it's not the whole it's not the whole picture. They didn't include the ticks. And now all of you out there can have that feeling that there's something crawling out of your watch mm-hmm. strap or just under the collar of your shirt. Maybe up your leg. Oh god, I no, I am going to vomit. I'm going to vomit. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, oh god. Um yeah. Now that we all have that tingly feeling. I'm freaked out now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think this will be the first time ever that we've actually requested that you not send us stories related to something we've discussed. But please, <laughs> if you have any tick experiences, we don't want to hear about them. Like, not at all. Not the good ones or the bad ones. Just nothing. Not even if they only relate to a friend or an animal. We just, we don't want them. But anything else, as Heather recovers, you can email us. Yeah. Two stories at manicramblings.com, or you can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manicramblings, and of course on Patreon at patreon.com slash manicramblings. If you do think, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you have any suggestions for a place, even though I know we said we already have a short list, we're definitely willing to hear those. And if you're in the Chicagoland area and think you can make it next week, great. Even let us know. We'd, uh, we'd love to hear from you, so... Yes, the, the reading and signing begins at 6, Robert, Barbara's Books, which I guess is in the uh, lower level of Macy's. On State Street? Yeah, on State Street, downtown Chicago. And we will we'll put this on all the social accounts once we actually... I mean, the, the book signing is that's set, so we can put that on social media, but then we'll also update in terms of a location. Yes, and, and also what we plan to do is to get some voice memos from you that we can feature on the podcast. Yes. Be prepared to talk. Yes, maybe a bit of a Q&A even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really quickly, I was supposed to be on a podcast in New York, and um, I had to schedule that because and then fly from New York to Chicago. And then that got canceled after I bought the ticket. And... Um, and John Armstrong had already bought his ticket to come out. So I'm flying to New York on Sunday and then flying to Chicago on Tuesday. And then I'll be in Chicago through Friday morning. So in New York, you have, I mean, it's kind of like a, like a trip now. Yeah. We're going to go see something, see something, I think. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, it would have been easier if you didn't actually have to do multiple flights, but hey. yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yes. So, and there's a bonus because there's no ticks in, in New York City. So uh, it's the same as bed bugs, right? Ugh. Yeah, I think I think ticks are worse, personally. Oh, have, has Lexton ever had uh, lice? No, God. Oh, God. No, let's no, no, no. Oh, no. Duh. You don't want me to talk about it. No, We're not going to talk no, about no it. No lice. Nope. We are not going to talk about it. <laughs> All I'll say is that. Uh, at the time, my cousin was babysitting Marlo, and she walked upstairs into my office, and she goes, um, Heather, Marlo's hair is moving. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No, no. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. We're going on and on and on. Again, contact us and let us know um, if you're going to be there and any stories about music, any recommendations for music. Yes, definitely. And until next time. It takes an ocean not to break. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.